We are at a crossroads, and we don't know what's on the other side. Little makes sense. Confusion is the weapon of the moment. It's times like these that we need a reliable zone to escape to. Welcome back to the ravine. Explorations and atonal fish. This is episode eight. I'm Brian Brinkman, your humble host, your co-pilot, your comrade in this journey through the hazy and mysterious terrain of fish at their most experimental and their deepest of communicative insights and in their most cosmic of journeys. Simmering in the darkness, there is light. And we begin tonight in the midst of the darkness, near the end of one chapter and at the beginning of another. From Drum Logos in Fukuoka, Japan, on the 14th of June, 2000. We heard the hazy and atmospheric grooves from the post-twist jam that has forever captivated so many fans of the deep zones that fish found themselves in towards the end of the 1.0 era. An essential plane spin for me. This is the sound of fish decompressing, looking inward and communicating with simplicity and ease. Hints of ghosts trickle in and out of the jam as they build towards a distant peak. And speaking of ghosts, and then set back two years in time to the dreamy and ethereal field in Limestone, Maine, mid set to for one of the most blissful takes on ghosts that we've ever heard. Led by a riff that felt plucked out of the orc cloud, you hear the band soften the edges of the revolutionary funk tune, exploring its interstellar capabilities rather than simply its rhythmic inclinations. The lemon wheel always sounded like a dream to my ears, never more so than in this ghost. From here, we're going to have a bit of maniacal fun. Hopping from one area to the next, we're going to listen to the band poke and prod at the norms from within their immediate confines, pushing ever more forward in the next phase of their career. We'll see you back here in a bit for some contemplation and a momentary reflection into our time. Thanks for tuning in. This is The Ravine.
Summer in a small town can be deadly. Even worse in a way that slums summers or the deep wet summers of gulf ports. It isn't the deadliness or the filth or despair, and it doesn't afflict everyone. But there are days when a terrible message seems to be passing from sunlight to shadow at the edge of a stripped afternoon in the returning fathoms of time. Summer unfolds slowly, a carpeted silence, rolling out across expanding steel, and the days begin to rhyme, distance swelling with the bridges, the heat bending the air, small breaks in the pavement, those days when nothing seems to live on the earth but butterflies, tranquilized mantis, the spider scaling the length of the mud-caked broken rake inside the dark garage. A scream seems imminent at every window. The menace of the history of quiet lives is that when the moment comes, the slow opened motion of the mouth, the sound which erupts, will shatter everything that moves for miles around. The threat is at its worst in summer, in the wide rows of sunlight as old people cross the lawns, humming like insects as they sit in the painted gray stillness of spare rooms, breezing themselves with magazines about Siam and bare-breasted Zanzibar. As they stand on porches trying to gather in the shade, as they eat ice cream at the drugstore, two spinsters revolving on their stools beneath the halted fans, and all will come apart when the moment arrives. It's not felt every day, and only some people can feel it. It may not be as violent as the slums, tar melting on rooftops, and boys wailing their hate at white helmets. But in the very silence and craft of its rhyming days, Somewhere in a small town can invert one's emotions with the speed of insanity. One feels it most of all on Sundays. The neat white churches stand in groves of sunlight. Grandfather cops absurd gun belts over their pouches. Direct traffic, wherever traffic, is coming out of the church parking lots after the services. The worshippers come down the steps blinking and damp moving slowly with the extreme caution which a new and vaster environment always exacts. Heading across lawns or toward the parking lots where their cars seem to be swimming in the blue steel incandescence of the gravel. Metal hot to the touch and hell stench inside. On Sundays, in the wide rows of light, it's as though all the torpor of Christianity itself is spread over the land. In the blaze of those moments, men in tight collars and the neat white shoes of little girls on the steps of churches, one feels all the silence of Luther, of Baptist picnics, divinity, students playing softball, popes, chamber pots, scary Methodists driving jalopies over the cliffs, of teenage Jehovah girls handing out leaflets of Greek archbishops, revivalists, fondling snakes in the Great Smokies, Calvinists blowing bagpipes, Gideon Bibles turning yellow all over Missouri. All these, in a river of silence, remember to rest on the seventh day. Dandelillo, Americana.
page 178 to 179. <clears throat> As we've noted before, the moments of blissful transition from fish are often bookended by periods of upheaval. Destruction leads to revolution, leads to resistance, leads to a new shared understanding, leads to a reform, leads to realization and transcendence. In tonight's show, upheaval is bookended by transcendence. It's such that we've reached three gems which tinker and prod at who fish was in the immediate moment showcasing the destruction of the past towards who they'd be in the future. Up first was chatty and frenetic take on Tweezer from August 14, 1996 in Hershey, Pennsylvania. In our first repeat date in this show's history, we hear the band aggressively stake claims into new territories as the ongoing battle from 1996 to 1997 raged on. Part arena rock, part laboratory experimentations, part tension and release. It's classic 1996 fish. Even when they're at their most confused about what came next, they still found moments to captivate. From here, we jump back 10 years in time to the famed ranch in South Burlington, Vermont, for a jam out of Camel Walk on December 6, 1986. A moody and liquidy jam. We hear Fall 2013 for the first time in the soft tones from Page and the conversational approach to building a jam organically from the band. A stunning bit of foreshadowing by the band. It's moments like these from mid-1980s where the seeds of fish are being sown. Finally, the segment concluded with a lengthy cut from the December 30th, 2015 Chalk Dust Torture at Madison Square Garden in New York City, New York. Leaping ahead 29 years in time, we hear the same tinkering with their sound and styles as in the previous two jams of this segment. At the end of their strongest year, the 3.0 era, we hear the band figuring out where to go next. While the 2016 that would follow would share many similarities with 1996 Fish, in the shock dust torture we hear the early seeds of 2017 and the baker's dozen jamming which would dominate the band's close to the 2010s. The frenetic energy and shared ideas preludes a year of wandering while also displaying the highs the band could reach even in moments of transition. For our last segment of the night, we're going to explore two moments in mid-late era fish. Up first is the very first piece of substantial improvisation from the 2.0 era. From January 2nd, 2003, it's a hazy yet driving jam out of 46 days from Hampton Coliseum in Hampton, Virginia. In a much maligned run, we hear the band sort out for the first time who they will be in their second chapter. Introspective and filled with ennui, we hear the darkness of the era for the first time before moving into the celebratory piece scuzzy blues that will dominate the period. Finally, we close with a hazy and dreamlike take on Fee from July 1st, 2012 at the Alpine Valley Music Theater in East Troy, Wisconsin. In perhaps the most beautiful venue of the country, we hear, from Middle America, Fee moved from the fable to the unknown driven by lyrical melodies and a full band conversation. 
the simplicity and musical reawakening of summer 2012 is on full display. I want to thank you once again for keeping your dial set on the ravine. This was episode 8. My name is Brian Brinkman, and I hope you've enjoyed yourself. Stay safe out there. Till next time.